the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still, commanding him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose, came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Somebody shout amen for the word of God. If I don't have a thought for tonight, and I may not stick to it, so y'all just pray with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, what happens when faith collides with the word of God? Just in case that was the wrong neighbor, turn to the other neighbor and say, neighbor, what happens when my faith collides with the word of God? We find here in the book of Matthew chapter 10, those of us that have been in church for the majority of our lives, we have heard about the story of a young man by the name of Blind Bonamaeus. We've heard about the miracle that Christ performed on this blind man, allowing him to receive his sight. Uh, it is my belief that Jesus Christ would be one that would show us that he was the anointed Messiah by the miracles that he worked. I believe it was in John chapter 14 when uh, Philip was talking to Jesus and he says, show us the Father and it would suffice us. And Jesus turned to him and basically told him if Jesus, a God, had been here, what more would he have done? He said, Philip, that when you have seen me, you have already seen the Father. Jesus, he showed by example his character of love, his character for humanity, his ability to work miracles that he was that anointed Messiah that was prophesied about in the book of Isaiah. It is this Jesus who we find here in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, whom he'd been working a few miracles and just had to deal with a little foolishness in the church with James and John wanting to sit on the right hand and on the left hand. It is amazing to me that no matter how anointed you get, you still got to deal with foolishness. Sometimes it comes from people that you think should know better. Sometimes they do know better, but you still got to live. It's amazing to me that we cannot get so anointed. You can't get so much Holy Ghost that you can run and not have to deal with folk. And I know there are many of you now thinking to yourself, I got about three or, people, three or four folk in my mind that I wish I wouldn't have to deal with right now. But it's amazing to me that it's the one that we don't want to deal with, that we need to deal with to get the growth that God needs to get out of us. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me in here. 
I submit to you that it is the person that rubs you the wrong way that get the spiritual growth out of you. It's not the ace boon coon. It's not the one that you never bump heads with. But it's that one uh, that for some reason or another, y'all can't never agree. It's, it's that one y'all can't seem to agree on anything. It is the one that causes spiritual growth in your life because you cannot have growth without opposition. You cannot have growth without trials. You cannot have growth without trouble. Uh, you can't have growth without failure. Sometimes God will allow you to go through things in your life and you think that you should not have to go through them. You think that you should not have to face them, that if I love God the way that I love God, uh, that if I give the way that I give, then why in the world am I doing and going through what I'm going through? But God has a unique way of allowing his believers to grow. It's amazing to me that God don't call us up and ask our opinion on how to grow us, but he gives you that necessary trial. And usually the necessary trial is a trial that you don't want. Usually the necessary trial is the one you think that you should not have to go through. It's the one that you wish you could turn in. But that is the trial that normally gets the best growth out of your life. God is the kind of God that wants to see growth. I dare you to turn to somebody and say, baby, are you growing? I, I don't want to know if you're happy or pleased or not. I understand that when you're growing, sometimes it's not a happy occasion. Sometimes when you're growing, it's not a shouting, jumping occasion. Sometimes you're growing and you're crying. Sometimes you're growing and you can't hardly sleep at night. God say, but those are the things that I will use to grow you. Somebody shout, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. It might be a little painful. It might be a little rocky. I got some folk I can't even trust like that but I thank God that I'm still growing it's the fact that I put my trust in somebody that let me down that causes me to realize that I'm still I'm still growing God has a unique way of growing us and so Jesus he comes from having to deal with the ambition of James and John the Bible talks about how 10 other men was indignationly mad over some foolishness but I don't want to deal with foolishness tonight I'm trying to get to blind Bonamias and find here in Matthew Mark 10 46 that Jesus comes to a place called Jericho the Bible says that as he went his way out of Jericho, that he was with his disciples, and the Bible says that a great number of people, that they followed him, and as they passed by blind Bonamaeus, setting by the highway. It is amazing to me that Jesus Christ is on his way out of Jericho, but as he's on his way out of Jericho, he's not only surrounded by his 12 disciples, but the Bible says that there were a great number of people that were following Jesus. But out of the 12 disciples and out of the great number of people that were following Jesus is a blind man that finally gets Jesus' attention. It is amazing to me, but I feel that buying Bartimaeus was in his season. You ought to turn to somebody and say, baby, you might be in your season because it is a beautiful thing to be in your own season, the season that God has ordained to bless you, the season that God has ordained to bring you out because when it is your season, a billion folk can't stop your season. Jesus was surrounded by the 12 and he was surrounded by a great number, but I believe that it just wasn't their season, but they could not stop blind Bartimaeus' season. It was his season. And in Jesus Christ, he shows us here, as I've alluded to so many times before, Jesus is the kind of Christ that will not overlook the one individual. We must understand that everybody in here has value. You may not have a title. You may not be the bishop, the pastor, a minister, a preacher, or a prophet, or a teacher. You might not even have a Sunday school class. But if you got Jesus in your life, baby, you are valuable. And I believe that you're more valuable than what you think. So many times the world and the church world has been conditioned to think 
that those of us that hold the microphone and hold titles that we are the greatest or that we got something special but may I submit to you that Jesus died for the least of us and when he died he didn't die because you were so clean he didn't die because you were something special but he died the Bible said that we were yet without strength that Christ died for the ungodly he died for you when you were smoking he died for you when you didn't know anything better but to keep your panties down instead of keeping your panties up he's died somebody shout he died for me not because I was so good but he died for me because he loved me it is Jesus who would take his time and know the value of dealing with one person it is you and I that as believers we must never fail to forget the value of one person because one day God had to see value in you may I submit to you that there can be people in your life that it is hard to see the value in it seems as though they can't get they jump together it seems as though they take two steps forward and ten steps back but may I submit to you that one day God had to see the value in you when you didn't see the value in yourself don't you get saved and get sophisticated on me don't you get saved and thought thank that you better than somebody else. No, baby, you can't get so saved and so high until you forget that God has value in everybody. You ought to tell somebody the one that you don't think has value got more value than what you think. We must realize as believers that we don't have the luxury of overlooking anybody. I don't care how much dope they smoke. I don't care how many times they told you that they wasn't going to do it again and they did it again, again, and again. Is there anybody here ever been on the other side of the fence where you needed the mercy and you wasn't the one giving out the mercy is there anybody here we can be so judgmental we can be so hypocritical we can be so crazy until once we slide in and get in God's good graces now we're looking at somebody else funny no baby the same grace that God had for you he got for them the same mercy that he had for you he had for them God mercy don't stop because you don't like somebody it don't stop because you done gave up on somebody I... the value of one. Jesus understood this. He talks to the woman at the well. He talks to the woman of Samaria. He talks to Nicodemus by night. He understood the value of one person. Sometimes it's not in winning a million. Sometimes it's in winning that one person. I often say to myself that if Shaq daddy would have knew what Shaq was going to become, he would have understood the value of one person. I can't preach like I feel. Shaq daddy. I believe Shaq daddy is hitting himself across the head right now because that's the one lotto ticket he threw away. Y'all ain't going to say amen. The baby that he didn't want to pay child support for the baby that made it big. You ought to tell somebody, you don't know the value of one. The one that you think not might be the one that make it rich. But Jesus understood the value of one. I believe in that first Samuel 30, when you get a chance, go back and read it. It was David. David was going back to pursue to get back everything that the enemy has took from him. Isn't that 1 Samuel 30 where David becomes distressed. The enemy has come in and taken everything that David owned and David he tells the priest to bring me the ephod and he goes before the throne room of God and God tells David he said listen you got to pursue and take back everything that the devil has taken from you. Now I wasn't going to go here but since I'm here I'm going to preach it just for a minute. I dare you to touch somebody and say God so he's giving you the authority to take back everything that the enemy has taken from your life everything that he's taken from your family you ought to shout I'm gonna get my stuff back now this ain't for everybody this just for somebody somebody shout I'm gonna get my stuff back I'm I'm gonna pursue I'm gonna get my health back I'm gonna get my joy back I'm gonna get my peace back I'm gonna get my baby back I'm gonna get my marriage back I'm gonna get my life back I'm going to get my career back I'm going to get my vision back I'm going to get my sanity back somebody shout I'm gonna get it back I'm going I'm gonna get it back I'm gonna get it back and so David he prays 
and he makes up in his mind to pursue. God tells David to pursue, and it's amazing to me that David understood the value of one. The Bible says David was pursuing that there was an Egyptian slave that had got thrown away. And the Bible says before David asked the man anything, he fed him first. He understood the man was a little tired. He knew how to feed him and give him some water to drink. And, and David, because he knew the value of one person, David feeds the Egyptian. But it is the Egyptian that's going to connect him to the place to get his stuff back. What are you saying, young preacher? The reason why we cannot overlook anybody is because the person you overlook might be your connection to your next breakthrough. If David overlooks the Egyptian, he misses his connection to get his stuff back. Tell somebody don't you miss your connection they might not look like much they may not look like they got value but don't you miss your connection so David y'all have your seat so he understood the value of one but he stops by and he sees blind Bonamere doesn't tell us how long blind Bonamere sat by this highway it is here that we find that the blind Bonamere he sat by a highway we know the highway had to be a good highway one thing I know about those beggars in the Bible, they didn't sit by any dead highway. They sat by highways that was going to bring them some money. Anytime you keep seeing a dude on the same corner with the same sign and you asking yourself, why is he here every morning, baby? Somebody giving him some money. He ain't, he ain't as slow as you think. Y'all ain't going to say amen. He ain't worried about you talking about him. Somebody going to pull up and put some money in my... Okay. All right. You roll past, but the next one going to break me off. And so blind bottom mass is by a good highway. <laughs> no, no, pray for me. But he doesn't know that his location is about to change. The Bible says in verse 47 that when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming by, that he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> it is amazing, amazing to me that he, he, he was blind, he was by a highway, but blind by the mares wasn't slow. The Bible says that when he heard that Jesus was passing by, the Bible said that Bonnie began to cry. Next we know that if Bonnie heard that Jesus was passing by, and when he heard it, he began to cry, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And lets me know that Bonnie was blind, but he wasn't deaf. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me in here. Let me know that blind by the mass, he heard somebody when they was dropping some money in his bucket talking about this dude from Nazareth. I believe that blind by the mass said to himself, they talking about this. Is that the same Jesus they was talking about last week? The one that opened up the blind eyes, the one that can raise the dead. And when Bonnie found out that it was Jesus, the Bible says that Bonnie begins to cry. And he says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. What do you do when people have labeled you? What do you do when you're facing impossibilities in your life? It is said here in verse 46, it tells us they didn't just call him Bonamaeus, but they call him blind Bonamaeus. What do you do when people have labeled you uh, because of your inability to do certain things? What do you do when people have labeled you because of your handicap? What do you do when people have labeled you because of your failures and because of your mistakes? What do you do when you have labeled yourself? Is there anybody here ever labeled yourself and you told yourself that you wasn't good enough and that you wasn't going to make it? You told yourself you was ready to throw in the towel? You told yourself that you don't deserve to live and you don't deserve another chance? There are some seasons that you label your own self and so it's blind on Emmaus that knows how to cry for Jesus even though they have labeled him even though man 
has defined him. I'm going to get in trouble right here, y'all. But I'm going to get on out here anyway. They call him blind by the mess. It sends a signal that they felt like that blind was the only thing that he could be. They felt like that they could define him because of his condition. They felt like they could define him because of what he had gone through. But may I submit to you that man does not have enough ink in his pen to define you. But Christ has enough blood in his vein to not only define you, but to redefine you and make you over again. Somebody shout, you can't define me from my sickness. You can't define me from my pain. You can't define me because of my past. And I refuse, you got to refuse to let folk define you. I dare you to touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I refuse to let you define me and tell me what I can and cannot do. I refuse to let you define me and tell me what God is going to do in my life. You ain't got enough authority to define me. Don't have your seats here. That's the problem with some of us. We've allowed society to define us. We've allowed people to define us. You've allowed yourself to define you. And because you have defined yourself, you can't go any further. But I come to tell you to take the limits off. I dare you to touch your neighbor and say, take the limits off. God is unlimited. He can do anything but fail. He can do anything but let you down. Take off the limits. So blind. Put a mess. He's labeled, but he calls. He says, now, now Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says in 48, he says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. But the folk that are charging him can see. The folk that's trying to talk down to you, got they junk together, y'all. The folk that's trying to tell you how far you can go, y'all ain't gonna talk back to me again. I don't care if it's one of them or 300 of them. Don't let nobody tell you to hold your peace when you know that Jesus is in your vicinity. The Bible says they charge Bonnie to hold your peace. Bonnie say, I can't see, but I got crazy. I got crazy faith. He couldn't see naturally, but his faith allowed him to see that Jesus was in his vicinity. The Bible says, and he cried, the more, a great greater, the opposition became the louder he cried. Y'all, y'all, y'all pray for me here. He, he cries, but then the opposition comes, and the Bible says that he cries a great deal. God will allow you to be tested with time to see if you're still going to cry. Y'all, 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 y'all pray for me here. How do you know it, young Jones? Because it's right here in the Bible. In verse 47, he cries, but it's obvious that Jesus does not pay him any attention. Y'all, y'all pray. Have you ever cried and it felt like God wasn't paying your behind? No attention. You ever, I'm talking about real crying now. I ain't talking about knick-knack, patty white baker's man. I'm talking about you crying and you crying for real for God to make a way out of nowhere and it seems as though God is ignoring you. He cries. But Jesus, he keeps walking. Allows opposition to rise. But Bonnie shows us that in life, we must be dedicated to crying to our Father. That even when we cry and it seems as though God is not answering, we must know that his ears is in tune to the righteous, that his ears are not heavy, and that his arms are not short. I don't care what opposition you face, baby, keep crying.
crying. I dare you to tell somebody to keep crying, keep crying, keep crying. Why should I keep crying? Young preachers, there anybody here that's got children, that's got a little baby, a little boy, a little girl. You ever notice that sometimes your baby, you wasn't going to answer your baby, but your baby just kept on crying. Anybody got some crying kids in here? Sometimes your child cries so much until you ain't got no choice but to find out what's wrong. Have you ever had your baby to cry and just keep on crying and just keep on crying and just keep on crying and then before you know it, you say, I got to go and see about my baby. God say, baby, can you keep crying? I know you ain't got your answer yet. I know it don't look good, but God told me to encourage you not to stop crying. The Bible said the children of Israel, that they were in slavery down in Egypt and because they kept on crying, God raised up a Moses to bring them out. Somebody shout, keep crying. Now, y'all have your seats here. I don't want to keep you long. We, as believers, must know how to cry. Blind Bartimaeus, he cries, but he cries in faith. He, he, he cries not thinking whether or not Jesus can do it, but he cries knowing that he can do it. See, 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 when you cry, your cry must not be a cry of doubt. Are y'all are y'all with me here? Baby, when you pray, you got to say, Lord, you got to remind God of how bad he is when you pray. Is there any y'all pray for me here? You got to remind God you're the one that stretched out the heavens. You're the one that put the sun in the place and caused the moon to catch its rotation. You're the one that gave the stars its twinkle. You're the one that gave the birds the ability to fly, the lion the ability to roar. You are the one that gave the river its current. You are the creator, the alpha, the omega. You got to remind Somebody shout, you got to know how to cry. You got to know that when you go before God, you got to remember how to adorate him. You got to know how to bless him. You got to know how to lift him up. How do you know that, young Joseph? I believe God likes a little foreplay. Would y'all turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you begin to worship and praise God before you make your request, uh, baby, it's like good foreplay, y'all. Y'all ain't going I'm going to get out of there while I'm a, while I'm a, hey, y'all have your seats. I'm going to get on that there since I'm already, since I'm already. I'm already out there now, y'all. Talk to any real woman. She, she don't like to just rush into things. I'm going to leave it right there, bro. She don't want to just rush in. You got to say her name in just a little bit before you ask me for something. God say, learn how to foreplay with y'all. Y'all don't want to foreplay. That's, that's all it is. You, you, okay, y'all have, have your seats. Yeah. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Joey cries. So he cries in hope. And he keeps on. He keeps on crying. There are some seasons God is going to test your cry. He's going to see how bad you really want it. He's going to see how hungry you really are. He's going to see how bad you want to be delivered. How bad you want to be strengthened. How bad do you want to be healed? Do you have that kind of faith like that woman with the issue of blood that'll get down on all fours and crawl between a group of hungry men just to grab the hem of his garment? He says, I'm going to put you to the test to see if you got faith that is strong enough. So blind, Panameas, he keeps on crying. The Bible says he cries so until Jesus stands still. He commanded him. He, he, he changes Jesus' direction. He's moving one way, but Blotomaeus' faith was so strong until I believe it started pulling on him. I, I, 
I believe y'all, I'm, I'm, this is my sanctified imagination here. I, I believe Jesus felt the tug on the first cry, but, but when Bonnie kept crying, Jesus said, I, I, I can't take another step. It's, it's, it's too much faith over here. Oh, y'all pray. Y'all pray for me here. I'm trying to get somebody to get Jesus to stop by your house, but you can't get him to stop by if you ain't got no favor. But if you got faith that is strong enough, if you got faith that'll keep on crying, I declare Jesus to stop by your house. Somebody shout, Jesus, stop by. He changes Jesus' direction. He stands still. And Jesus said, listen, y'all bring him. Y'all bring him to me. The Bible says, it, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise. He called it thee. Holy Ghost, help me here. Verse 50 says, and he cast away his garments and rose and came to Jesus. Finally, he makes a move of faith. He's not coached. Nobody's coercing him. But the Bible says he, he, he takes his, his garments, which most theologians seem to believe that it was the beggar's garment. And at the call of Jesus, he casts off the beggar's garment. He casts off the label. He casts off how folk used to identify him. He Y'all used to identify me by, by, by this, but, but what happens when I take this off? What, what happens when I lose the thing that you used to use to identify me with? He, he, he casts away his garment, and I believe that he cast it away because he knew something special was about to happen, y'all. Y'all pray for me here. Say, neighbor, you got to make up in your mind to change your clothes. You got to make up in your mind to cast off your garments. You got to make up in your mind. Every label they've given me, it's time to do what? Cast it off. Bible says that he casted away his garments. He rose and he came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He starts with the label, he moves in faith, he never stops crying, and God responds. When God responds, he gives him a blank check. It is at this moment that his faith has collided with the word. Y'all pray for me here because I'm just trying to get somebody a blank check with God. That's, that, that, that's all. That's all. I'm just trying to get you a blank check that where you can fill in the blank. But you can't get a blank check if your faith don't collide with the word. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Let me submit to you that it doesn't matter how much you shout. It doesn't matter how much you speak in tongues. If you don't believe this word, God cannot operate for you. You ought to tell somebody, my faith is getting ready to collide with the word of God. I don't care about the opinion of folk. I don't care about what you think about me. I don't care about what I think about myself, but I'm getting ready to allow my faith His faith, it collides with the word. And God tells Bonnie, I ain't going to keep y'all much longer. And he tells Bonnie, he said, listen, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith and made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Bonnie, what will I do for you? What do you want? Tell your neighbor.
God is saying to you, what do you want tonight? I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to somebody that's got enough faith to believe that I'm a crazy preacher, preaching the Word of God, standing on the Word of God, and that God is speaking to me for you right now to ask you, what do you want? Somebody shout, what do you want? I don't know. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through, but I declare that if you got faith to believe that God can do it, if you got faith in this word that God will work for you, tell your neighbor, what do you want? I don't know your situation. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through, but I believe that there's a blank check in the house tonight, and it's not a blank check from Markovia. It's not a blank check from Community First, but it's a blank check all the way from heaven. What God is saying, what do you want for me tonight? The first thing you got to do when you get a blank check, tell your neighbor, you can't fool yourself you, you you can't fool God you can't knick-knack patty wait baker's man you got to be real blind by the mess he didn't hold his beggars cup out and say Jesus I need more money he didn't ask Jesus to give him a better location that he can keep on begging he said no Lord I need you to get to the root of the problem see the problem was never his begging the problem wasn't his location the problem wasn't his garment the problem was the man was blind somebody shout when God gives you a blank check you got to make sure you tell him what the pain is you got to tell him what the issue is you got to tell him what the crisis is you got to tell him when you fell down you got to tell him where you've been hurt you got to tell him where you've been bruised can I preach like I feel in this place y'all when you go to the doctor the only way the doctor can prescribe you the right medicine you got to give him the right symptoms is there anybody here that's been suffering of symptoms in your safe like I know you're saved sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost but there are some symptoms that you've been experiencing Dr. Jesus say baby tell me your symptoms so I can write you the right prescription is there anybody here that need a blank check from God you need a blank check that God can do something in you that man cannot do that God can do something in you that your money can't pay for her I tell you to turn to your neighbor and say neighbor I need something from God that my money can't pay for her I need something from God and my intellect can't do it I need something from God and my family can't do it I need something from God and man can't do it I'm getting ready to fill out my blank check I don't know where you're blind I don't know where you're hurting I don't know what your problem is but I believe that there's enough anointing that will bring forth something tell him where it is just like blind Bartimaeus tell him where you're hurting just like blind Bartimaeus tell him that you're broke like blind Bartimaeus tell him you need the job like blind Bartimaeus Lord I need you to touch my marriage like blind Bartimaeus Lord I'm about to go crazy I need you to touch my mind is there anybody here that'll tell God what the real issue is and if you be real with God God will be real with you if you be real with God God will deliver you if you be real with God God will strengthen you if you be real with God somebody shout Shondo he'll turn your stuff around that's what he did for blind Bartimaeus he turned Bartimaeus situation around he went from being a beggar and from being blind to being a praiser and following Jesus I dare you to turn to a neighbor and say neighbor God told me to tell you to get ready for the turnaround to get ready for the transfer to get ready for the new you to get ready for brand new strength 
to get ready for brand new joy to get ready for awesome peace tell your neighbor tonight is my night like blind Bartimaeus I'ma keep on praising like blind Bartimaeus I'ma keep on crying I don't care if you don't praise I don't care if you ain't gonna clap I don't care if you ain't gonna dance you ain't got my trouble you ain't got my storm you ain't got my bank account is there anybody here that's got a blind Bartimaeus praise you gonna praise God I can't even see him but I'm still gonna praise him I can't even see him but I'm still gonna worship him I can't even see him but I still got to shout thou son of David have mercy on me I guess somebody that say son of David have mercy on me son of David have mercy on me is there anybody here that came for a breakthrough and so the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus when he received this sight the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus he began to follow Jesus say neighbor when God give you the breakthrough when God give you the shondo when God touch that mind when God touch that heart when God heal your body when God open up the door don't you forget about the one that touched you the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus he followed Jesus say neighbor this is your season to follow Jesus like you ain't never followed him before this is your season to grab hold of God like you ain't never grabbed him before I don't know who I'm preaching to but God told me to tell you that there's somebody in here if you don't grab Jesus now hell is around the next corner grab your neighbor and say neighbor whatever you do don't miss this opportunity whatever you do don't miss this chance whatever you do don't you miss Jesus passing by y'all gotta pray for me because the more I preach the better I feel and the better I feel the more I want to preach because I feel a breakthrough in this house turn to your neighbor and shout breakthrough 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 you got to see it breakthrough everything that's been holding you down everything that's been holding you back shout on free shout on free shout on free I don't care if your neighbor don't believe it I don't care if your mama don't believe it I don't care if your grandma don't believe it shout on free shout on free shout on free shout it come on Zion turn to that neighbor and say neighbor I got my sight back I got my vision back I got my healing I got my joy I got my peace come on somebody say I got just what I wanted I got just what I needed from the Lord I refuse to leave the same way that I came but somebody shout encounter somebody shout encounter I came for an encounter tonight I came to be touched tonight I came to be strengthened tonight come on Zion if you've been touched if you've been strengthened if he set you free if he's encouraged your heart if you can feel the joy shout yes shout yes shout yes shout yes Show yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Somebody shout.